Stream Anime Radio. Hello, this is J.R. Horse, welcoming you to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. Welcome to our special podcast on ballet cosplay safety. This podcast is for the cosplayers out there that are thinking of integrating ballet into their upcoming cosplay projects. You know, it's becoming very popular these days, new dancing characters being developed for various shows and ideas from some to take their favorite cosplays and give them a ballet twist. Are you itching to do the perfect Princess Tutu or Pearl or Spider-Gwen? Do you want to turn a character into a dancer? Have unanswered questions about dance or ballet? Then stay tuned. This is the show for you. Before we get started, remember that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor, at anchor.fm slash anime radio and can be heard in a variety of podcast platforms such as the one you're using right now. Please feel free to listen to some of our other shows. I'm typically joined by Neff Canuck and a variety of other guests including some voices that you'll hear on this particular program to chat about various topics surrounding anime and the Japanese culture. Now, let's get to the point. Point to the point. Oh well. Anyway, my family and I have been fans of the arts for quite a long time, and that's one of the reasons I created a mascot character for Extreme Anime Radio named Sarah Yoshida. Sarah is a character who enjoys dancing and who loves to live life to the fullest. In the years since the character was first envisioned, Sarah has been portrayed through the eyes of some talented artists and wonderful cosplayers. We've been very fortunate to share those results to our followers. On this program, you'll hear compilations of interviews recorded with some of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida with dance experience. They will share their thoughts about ballet cosplay safety. We recorded these in the weeks since we officially started the podcast. 
You'll also hear from members of the social media community that were invited to contribute to this podcast. We hope that you will listen, take notes, and consider the advice provided by these dancers. Now, just a few more things before we get started, and trust me, this is the boring legal part, so I'll get through it as quickly as I can. All the opinions expressed on this program are those of the individuals that are speaking and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of a group of people or the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. Also, while this program strives to provide advice and recommendations, you should consult with a professional before undertaking any ballet or point work. Dance is a very athletic and physical activity. Injuries and damage could happen. Neither the Extreme Anime Radio podcast nor the individual speaking will be held responsible for any or all claims or liabilities resulting from the advice on this program. Now that the legal stuff is out of the way... We're ready to bring you the Ballet Cosplay Safety Show here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll start with Kesho Cho Cosplay right after this. We're talking with Kesho Cho Cosplay on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. And now, uh, Kesho Cho, we go into a very serious topic, uh, a topic that you sort of led us into because you were kind of one of the first people to propose this idea that we do uh, this little side project. Side project. Ha ha ha. I used to have a show uh, <laughs> Remember, I used to have a show on the radio station called The Side Project, so that's why I said side project. But this is kind of an important side project that you are really at the forefront of and that is um, safety when it comes to integrating uh, cosplay with uh, dance and ballet. So, Kesha Cho, I will ask you, why do you think uh, this is an important topic that needs to be discussed? Personally, I think this is an important topic um, because I, in the recent years, have been seeing a lot more cosplayers dancing in uh, specifically ballet shoes known as point shoes. Um, which uh, professionally trained dancers use when they're on stage. And it it's one of these things that I see people wear and it scares me if I don't see it done correctly. And that isn't because I don't want people to do ballet cosplay. I think it's a beautiful thing to integrate. Um, but if you're not professionally trained or taught by a teacher, it can be very dangerous to do. Um, to the point where you could uh, break your feet. <laughs> and uh, I know you're a professional dancer. You've been dancing for how long? Uh, I have been dancing since I was four years old, so I would say that's about 14 years now. Oh, wow. I only recently stopped due to health issues, but I was at the point where I was trained in point. So, yeah. <laughs> so it took you a long time to uh, sort of uh, grow from <clears throat> ballet into point work, and somebody had to tell mm. you, I think you're ready, and then it took you how long uh, until you were comfortable in point work? It took me two and a half years to train my feet and my toe muscles, and it got to the point where I was begging my teacher to let me on, actually. Um, but they refused to let me until my feet were strong enough, until my muscles were ready, because people just think, oh, you just throw on a pair of point shoes and, you know, they're fine. But the amount of training you have to go through with your toes, your muscles and the control between the tendons 
uh, in your feet is insane what you have to do. Specifically, I struggled with the what is known as the metatarsal muscles in your toes, which are the ones that run, uh, I believe, along the top of your toes okay. that connect all your bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, I had to work on my control uh, with that with my teacher, uh, as it was the one thing that was helping me grow stronger to be on my tiptoes, basically. <laughs> All right. Um, now, have you yourself, uh, besides uh, your Sarah cosplays, have you used ballet uh, to integrate into other cosplays you've done in the past? Uh, I have, yes. I have done a ballet Elsa cosplay as part of the Disney Princess Alternative Cosplay Group. Uh, and even with a group like that, it was really nice to see people uh, have almost a mix of point shoes and uh, soft shoes because people there knew they weren't trained and they were like, I'm just going to use the ballet flats. And we were all like, brilliant, please do, (laughs) because we don't want you to hurt your feet. Um, But I do recall there was me and one other uh, professionally trained dancer there who did use our point shoes and it was nice to have someone who knew how to use them almost as well as I did, if that makes sense. (laughs) Very good, very good. So what would be your advice to uh, somebody who wants to do this? Say, I want to do Princess Tutu. I want to do Cray. I want to do Into the Spider-Verse. I want to be Gwen. What would you say to somebody like that? I'd say go for it. Like, don't not do a costume just because something like a style of shoe is stopping you. There are plenty of alternatives. I have seen people do Spider-Gwen in soft ballet pumps, which are typically either satin or leather, and they look just as good, and especially with morph suits, where they're smooth to the foot, it integrates quite nicely. Um, But there is also a second type of ballet shoe that is almost a cross between uh, a ballet flat and a point point shoe known as a soft block. And this will give you the outside shape of a point shoe, but it will not allow you to go up on point. It is not the same material um, as a point shoe in stability. But I think it's a beautiful alternative where you can stay flat on your feet or on demi point, which is where you don't fully go on your toes. You're on like the ball of your foot sort of thing. But I think they can still look just as beautiful if they don't put their health at risk. And it can be done. If you want to do point work, go out and get the training. Like there are plenty of ballet schools out there that I'm sure would accept you. And if you're not young, then there are adult classes available. Like I'm, I'm well past the point of joining a, a regular dance class now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but there will be teachers out there that can train you and get you to a point of being able to put on point shoes. You know, it will take maybe years of practice as I had to do myself. Um, but it is fun. It's worth doing. And if you can't do that, if you can't work up to point shoes, then stick to demi point, stick to soft blocks then, but still go to a ballet class. It's fun. You feel elegant and beautiful and to learn all the different positions and ways to control your body. It will make for fantastic photos and, You'll look beautiful doing it. (laughs) 
Hello, my name is Kayla. I am one of the cosplayers for Sarah Yoshida, and I have been dancing, gosh, since I officially since I was 12 years old. So over 15 years, um, I originally started in ballet. Um, that is what I would consider my main area of expertise in dance. But I've also done a lot of jazz dancing, um, a little bit of modern, a little bit of ballroom. Um, and I've been delving a lot into the hip hop scene, um, both mo- Korean, a little bit of Japanese um, and American style hip hop. I've been cosplaying since I was... 16 years old so over 10 years I've been crafting since I was in college so probably a little bit more about eight years or so and it's fascinating being a cosplayer and a dancer at the same time because there's not a lot of them (laughs) usually uh, from what I have noticed um, for crafting people usually tend to pick with one or the other it's uh, dance is not like uh, acting, which I've also done as well. Um, in college, I majored in both, it's a integrated studies of dance and theater. A lot of theater people are fascinated and love costumes, and they either know people who can make them costumes, or they make them themselves, or they know how to buy them, they know how it works to their body type. Dancers are special type of breed of performance uh, artist. And most of the time, we're just given a costume and we just wear it and call it good. As long as it's danceable, we'll wear it. Um, So it's fascinating going into the cosplay scene for that because I it's a it's a very special uh, niche of cosplayer, I would say, um, because I have to make sure if I especially if I'm doing a performance or anything that has to do with dancing that my costumes can move. Um, to the way that I dance. So a lot of the things that I make, um, at least for crafting and performing, is usually a lot more flexible than what other people use. Um, I don't make a lot of massive grandeur <laughs> cosplays, I guess you would say, um, but a lot of it is with like spandex, um, stretchy fabrics, that type of option. And it's so much, the cosplay community is such a wonderful place for dancing is because there, once, unless you are professional, there's not a lot of places to perform necessarily. So going to anime cons and having that type of opportunity is very unique. Um, I definitely have more opportunities to perform in that aspect. I've been able to join a dance group called the Otaku Dreams Made Cosplay Cafe. Um, we... Our guests, um, mainly we go to Vegas and a little bit of Utah and perform for halftime shows during the cosplay contest. And it's <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I do a lot of cosplay contests. Um, I try and incorporate my dancing with that as well. And I've also been joining a lot of K-pop groups as well and doing some K-pop competitions with that. Um, I'm actually semi-making a costume for that. Um, so it's been a real blessing being able to do that and it's been a lot of fun going back to the ballet roots um, with Sarah as well I've done one photo shoot for her and it was really fun going back into the ballet roots since that's not exactly a popular option apart from say like Princess Tutu and I think there's a couple other places that kind of dabble into it when it comes to anime but it doesn't happen very often but yes thanks for letting me 
speak a little bit, and I hope that anyone who is interested in dancing tries it. It doesn't matter how good you are at it. It's definitely a wonderful experience if you're willing to be patient with yourself and your body (laughs) to be able to do that. Um, But thank you a lot, and peace out. Bye. Back on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, and I'm joined once again by Emzenai, one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida. We've been talking tonight about um, people who are interested in doing cosplays of figures that have uh, a ballet reference to it, like people who want to cosplay like Princess Tutu or uh, Gwen from Into the Spider-Verse or something like that. Um I wanted to ask you about your take on those who want to integrate ballet or dance or point work into their cosplays. Um, but could you also explain to us, uh, um, you explained it when we were on the air with you a little earlier, but um, what is your background in dance, just so everybody knows? So I trained classically at the Royal Winnipeg Ballet in Canada for several years, and then I moved on into contemporary dance but I still do keep up um, my classical training with point work and all that involved. Okay. And uh, what is your take on this entire situation? What would you say to these uh, people who want to uh, do um, a dance cosplay or a ballet cosplay or a point cosplay? In terms of point cosplay, I think my short answer is one that people don't want to hear, which is don't do it if you are not confident about Um, wearing point shoes or you haven't worn them before the longer answer would be if you want to do a ballet inspired cosplay go ahead Um, point shoes are definitely not necessary for a ballet cosplay you can either wear um, soft ballet slippers or ballerina flats if you really do want to go with the point shoe look I personally would suggest um, looking into either some just drop-in beginner ballet classes that may be somewhere around you, just so that you can get a concept for ballet alignment and what you should be doing with your, your posture and your muscles just in general. And I would also look at, um, in specific, foot and ankle strengthening exercises. Um, even if you're not planning on going up on point in your point shoes, they're still very different from usual footwear uh and so i think that being totally unprepared and just wearing point shoes is is quite dangerous as i'm sure some of the other cosplayers have mentioned as well um from your experience from regular ballet work to point work how long uh, does it normally take uh to gain the strength uh to do point work When I started in point shoes, uh, I was 11 years old, and we probably worked for most of that year um, just at the bar, holding onto something, working on how to stand in our point shoes properly, how to roll up through our feet properly. Um, And we actually did not perform on point until the next year. Um, So it it can take a fairly long time if you're actually planning on dancing on point. 
If you're just wanting to wear point shoes for the aesthetic, I think you can probably do it safely in slightly less time than that. But it's not something to just, you know, think of last minute and throw on and attach to your costume. I am Elina, I am 22 years old, I'm from the Netherlands, and on Instagram you can find me as Behind the Masks Cosplay. I've been dancing ballet for about 10 years now, and I've been on point for 9. I dance recreationally once a week, one hour of regular ballet class, and then half an hour of point work. My first ballet cosplay was a ballet version of Ladybug, from Miraculous Ladybug. My most recent ballet cosplay was Spider Gwen. And I am currently trying to get together a Genevieve cosplay from Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. When I created my Instagram, I found out that there are a lot of people out there who also do ballet cosplays, but the photos always kind of made me cringe, because it was very obvious that most of them had no idea what they were doing. Um, clear examples of what a photo of an inexperienced person on point would look like are bent knees, or when their feet are parallel with a gap between their legs, or they don't turn out their feet. Um, another obvious one is when they aren't over the box correctly. The box of the point shoe is the heart bit that's around your toes. Some ballerinas wear padding inside it, others just go straight in, which is very painful. Um, when you're not over the box correctly, it means that you don't have enough leg strength and flexibility to go on point properly, and you actually have less of a platform to balance yourself on, because you're on your shoe at an angle instead of straight. Um, leaning backwards is also a very good example of someone who doesn't know how to stand on point properly, and that one usually goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, bent knees. Uh, final red flag is people saying they wear their point shoes at conventions all day. Any sane ballet cosplayer would wear their point shoes for only about an hour tops at cons, and then spend the rest of the day in regular ballet flats. I personally find it very scary that a lot of people go on point without any training, Minimal training doesn't count either, to me at least. You can't learn ballet in a month, and you can definitely not learn how to do point work in a month. Um, you need to take at least one year of regular ballet classes to build up your strength and flexibility, and then your teacher will assess if you are ready to go to a point shop to get your shoes fitted. That's another thing. <laughs> People go to the cheap sites, the websites, to get their point shoes because getting actual shoes is super expensive. Point shoes can vary greatly in cost. Um, they can go from 50 euros to around 130, 140, even more um, per pair. And this is because the shoes are, are handmade. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not easy to make and they're not cheap to make. And that's why they are not cheap to buy. Um, the cheap point shoes that you get from sites that I will not name, because you know them, um, they're dangerous, they're not well made, they're not strong enough, they're not fitted to your feet, and you can get some serious injuries while wearing them. A real point shoe shop will not get you shoes fitted unless you have specific permission from a ballet teacher to get the shoes, so that won't do either. But if you take the year of classes and have ankles that your teacher deems strong enough, you can go and get your shoes fitted. And you usually try on a couple pairs, and the seller will help you get the shoe that works best for your feet in combination with your skill level. Wearing point shoes for cosplay without any training can cause really severe injuries, and your feet will hurt like crazy, because um, you don't know how to take care of both you and your feet in that way. 
Research will only get you so far and killing your shoes because you've seen the professional do that online is also dangerous. Those professionals know exactly what they need from their shoes after years and years of wearing them. So if you just buy a pair and break the shank, it could result in permanent damage to your feet or legs because it's not what you need, it's what someone else needs. If you do really want to do a ballet cosplay, I would highly advise to get regular ballet shoes, either the canvas or leather ones. Once again, the cheap ones won't look pretty, but you can you can definitely get a pair from an actual ballet shop for like 10 euros because anybody can wear regular ballet flats. And I, I don't mean to be a gatekeeper or make people afraid. I just hope that you'll be mindful about the people you support online who claim that it's okay to do this kind of stuff because it kind of... It irks me that there are influencers out there who quite literally influence other cosplayers to do the dangerous things. Just because it goes right doesn't mean it is right or that it won't go wrong. And I personally have this motto that um, that I tend to share a lot when I post pics of me in ballet cosplay, which is safety before accuracy. It's better to have a cosplay that is safe for you than to have something that looks accurate and like could get you hurt very bad. If you do have any questions about ballet cosplay or maybe even posing or or just the basics, you can always send me a message on Instagram behind the masks cosplay. You're more than welcome to. And thank you to listening for my little bit on cosplay safety and ballet. Bye. Welcome back to the podcast here on Extreme Anime Radio. Please say hello to Naku, a.k.a. Invisible Wonders Cosplay. Naku, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking uh, some time out of your schedule to join us tonight. She is one of the uh, newest cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida, and we're uh, happy to say she is the first Sarah Yoshida cosplayer of color. Very happy to say that um, in your regard. Um, and as we all know, Sarah Yoshida is a character who loves to dance and loves to live life to the fullest. Um, so speaking about dance, Naku, um, you were a, a trained dancer and ballerina. When did that start for you? Yeah, so some of my earliest memories are of dance. So when I was around four years old, that's when... Pretty much the daycare that my mom took me to um, had a dance program. And I can remember doing dance recitals for that. And then pretty much I went to a pretty good school that offered ballet classes. And throughout my childhood, I was able to take ballet instead of physical education. And then from there, yeah, yeah, it was really great. They would complain about all the new stuff that they had to do and like the running back and forth. And I was like, well, I... I got to dance. <laughs> so that it really stuck with me. And my I had a really great ballet teacher who cared a lot about us as people and wanted us to be the, our best selves and not just as dancers. So um, it not only did I love ballet and did I love dance, but she was really influential in who I am today. So that also helped with just like making dance an important part of my life. And I just essentially just kept doing it. <laughs> um, what sort of, um, besides Sarah, what kind of uh, cosplay have you integrated ballet into? Yeah, so I've done 
two ballet, like two, two cosplays. The first one I did was when I came up with the idea to have um, a ballet Voltron group. So of course, since I started the group, I got to be Allura, but then I had a lot of my friends with me. So I had Lance, Hunk, all of the paladins together. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my first ballet cosplay. And then the second one I did was ballet of Disney princesses. So my friend and I, I was Tiana and she was Jasmine. So those are the two um, definite ballet cosplays that I've done with tutus and point shoes and those sorts of things. I think, I think your Tiana uh, cosplay is how we hooked up uh, on Instagram. I think. I believe so. Yeah. So, um, in a future show, Naku, we're going to be talking about um, ballet safety when it comes to cosplay. Um, I know you had some thoughts and suggestions you wanted to uh, share with our audience uh, for those who are, who are interested in doing something like Spider-Gwen or Princess mm. Tutu or something like that. Uh, so please tell us your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, Part of my education in ballet through middle school and high school actually involved um, kinesiology because, as I said before, my dance teacher was really about being well-rounded. So we took dance history and kinesiology in addition to our classes. And we learned a lot about safety and the importance of doing the right movements. So for starters, point shoes should only be worn if you've been trained on point and like not self-taught, but you've actually taken the time to learn. Um, We, I believe we were starting middle school and she took a look at all of our feet. She watched us dance and she made sure that we were all able to actually start doing point. Some people weren't actually allowed to start because she didn't think that they were, their ankles were developed enough and that they'd be safe. So Mm-hmm. For no matter what your age is, for you to just go on point because you think it looks good could be really detrimental to your ankles, not only like the bones, but the ligaments and your toes and like all of the bones in your feet. And it's a whole situation where point is already really bad for your feet, but to not have the muscles and the strength build up around your ankles, it'll be even worse and you could potentially hurt yourself really badly. So, um, point shoes is it's not a good idea um but if you're looking for the look of a point shoe you can always try on a demi point shoe where it pretty much looks just like a point shoe except it doesn't have the stiff um sole which is essentially it's called a shank but it's like the sole of the shoe it's not stiff so it doesn't support going on point but it looks the same the people i've spoken to they've they've explained that it big process transitioning uh to point work because first you have to go to school to make sure that like you said your teacher is uh, confident that you can do it and then you have to get fitted you have to go to a store get fitted and everything so it's a it's a complicated process it sounds like yeah for sure um i remember going and getting fitted and i had very inexpensive shoes just because at the time my mom couldn't afford to just get point shoes and we went through them so fast I had uh, capizio blocks and those are pretty much the only ones that I used but 
they're so expensive too to get like an actual good pair that'll support your feet and won't die immediately and you have to make sure that they're fitted make sure that your ribbons are on the right way and that like if you do go on point that you don't slip (laughs) so like having to score them and all those sorts of things so there's a lot that goes into it and you have to be taught these things and you have to have someone there with you to teach you how to do it correctly. And it's not worth going through half the trouble just for a couple pictures. Like there's, there's other ways to do it safely and essentially appropriately in order to look good for, as you said, like your spider Gwens and your princess tutus. I think a little bit, of training can go a long way. Um, One thing that's kind of a pet peeve for me, just because it's been very much ingrained to me since I was literally a child is um, posture and body placement. Um, So just knowing like, even if you're doing Yuri on ice cosplays, there's a lot of extension involved and all the way through the softness of your hands So I think be really conscious of where your posture and body is and compare what you look like to to, two professional dancers if you're not a dancer. And don't overexert yourself. If you know you're not that flexible, it's not worth pulling something for a picture. So just be aware of your body at all times. Venus or Astro Cosplay Online and I'm a dancer and cosplayer. I've been dancing recreationally for 12 years and my favourite styles I do are ballet, contemporary, jazz and tap. Being a ballet dancer, my dream was always to be able to get point shoes when I grew up. I always worked very hard in class and just after my 12th birthday I got my first pair. After buying shoes, I then had to spend hours doing exercises and strengthening my feet for proper point work. This is an essential part of dancing on point, because if you do not have the strength or ability in your feet and ankles, you are putting yourself at great risk for injury. Going on point is a great milestone in the lives of many young dancers, and it is something they have to put in lots and lots of work for. Point shoes must be fitted perfectly by a professional, and dancers must spend a long time before and after getting them to gain the skill and ability to use them safely and elegantly. I don't have the most gorgeous ballet feet, but I do have great ankle strength and good technique and training. Being a cosplayer, I've found ways of incorporating my dance skills into outfits and characters. My cosplay for Pearl from Steven Universe was the first time I'd wore my point shoes for a costume. Wearing points at con hurts, like, oh boy, painful ballet shoes on hard con floors for hours on end? No thank you. But like many things in cosplay, you do it for the aesthetic. However, there's a problem with people going on point without being trained and professionally fitted. It is unsafe and unhealthy to use points if you are not properly prepared for it. It can damage your feet and possibly cause serious injury. On top of this, I personally find it a bit unfair. Point shoes are a rite of passage for many ballet dancers who have worked extremely hard for these shoes, and I don't like the idea that anyone can come and put them on without going through the process of earning them. There are options out there for people wanting to cosplay ballet-themed characters or putting a ballet spin on their favourite character. You can buy some soft ballet shoes that dancers use that still give you a very authentic ballet look, 
or simply a pair of comfy ballet flats from the shops. Or, if you have your heart set on wearing points to a con, looking to getting some ballet lessons, then stick with them. Work extremely hard and ask your teacher after a very long time of training. You can't make any promises, but getting practice is always a great starting point. You're listening to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. We've now reached the halfway point of the Ballet Cosplay Safety Show. In the first half of this program, you heard the suggestions from cosplayers of Sariyoshida and contributors from social media. Keshocho Cosplay, Kayla from Airedale Cosplay, Emzenai, Alina from Behind the Masks, Naku from Invisible Wonders Cosplay, and Venus from Astro Cosplay. My thanks to all of them for helping out. We now move on to part two of our podcast. Our next interview is with someone that's been helping us out for quite a while, cosplaying Sarah Yoshida. Say hello to Floral Ninja-chan. I'm talking to Floral Ninja-chan, one half of the Lemonade Pirates, here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I know you've had a background in uh, dance. How long have you been uh, dancing? When did that start? Um, I'd have to do some math in my head thinking of an exact year. But I believe I got really serious about dance when I was around eight years old. Okay. Which is kind of kind of old for dancer age, but that was when I started getting pretty serious about uh, really working towards and becoming a better dancer. Okay, so you think it was a, a late start compared to others? Yeah, especially when you look at uh, a lot of the, like, over-socialized dancing, like with media and things like that, you see these girls who are, like, starting out when they're barely able, they're able to do pirouettes before they can even crawl. So it, it just, it felt like I was starting a little bit late, especially compared to some of the other girls in my level group and things like that. I was always kind of the, kind of one of the older girls in class, but I still, you know, I caught up as fast as I could and I was able to get on level, I guess. <laughs> uh, some of the Sarah Yoshida cosplayers uh, want to talk about uh, safety when it comes to cosplay combining with uh, ballet or point work. There are some people out there who want to do stuff like, I want to be Princess Tutu or Princess Cray, or I want to be the latest one as uh, Gwen from Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Um, so what would you say to people who want to spontaneously do a ballet-themed uh, cosplay like that? What I'd have to say to that is to always consider safety and functionality first and foremost. Sure, you want your costume to be as accurate as possible. I totally understand that, especially as someone who tries to strive for uh, very accurate costumes if I can. However, safety should always come first. And I can't speak for the other cosplayers or the other dancers. Um, but when it comes to point especially... You do not just want to throw on a pair of point shoes or uh, 
go home, buy a pair on eBay, and then break the boxes and see if you can stand up on them if you can. You really need to take safety into account. And honestly, from my personal experience, canvas shoes or sometimes leather shoes, but I usually prefer canvas, just regular ballet shoes. They're pretty easy to dye as well as they look just as good in photos. You can't go on point, but in most cases, you really shouldn't be going on point if you're not trained to do it, as well as uh, it depends on if it's a photo shoot costume or if it's a, like at a convention costume. Photo shoots are a whole different ballpark than having to wear those shoes pretty much for multiple hours a day. Very, very good suggestions. And uh, when you started your point training, how long did it take you to, you know, uh, be at a level where you were comfortable with your point uh, dancing? Um, I had a little bit of an advantage when it came to getting into point due to uh, my dedication to the basics, as well as having a background in gymnastics and tumbling. I already had a, a strong foundation for building up my ankle strength. Oh, wow. But uh, no, it, it took me a while. It probably took me uh, in school terms about half a semester. Uh, and even still then, I, it took me a while to get fully confident to be able to go all the way up on point, all the way up on my box, you know, just to make sure that I was doing it as safely and as technically correct as possible. Because again, safety is one of the most important things I think of when it comes to point or or even dance in general. You want to be technically correct, but you also want to make sure that uh, you're doing it very safely. Um, now, talking about your cosplay, um, have you, uh, besides uh, your early cosplays as Sarah, have there been any other cosplays that you've integrated dance into by any chance? Um, not at the current moment. The only one that I could quote-unquote qualify as that is... Uh, I recently cosplayed Rapunzel from Disney's Tangled, and I used some. I bought one of my first pair of uh, nude-colored uh, jazz shoes so I could walk around in, giving the barefoot effect. But okay. other than that, I haven't had too many dance-themed costumes, just mostly because uh, a lot of the costumes that I'd want to do, um, <laughs> I want to be in a little bit better shape for. <laughs> We're back on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and our special show concerning ballet cosplay safety. We're bringing back now one of our um, interviewees from a previous show. Please say hello once again to our Instagram follower, Lilith. Hello again and welcome back to the show. Hi. She follows us on Instagram and once again, if you want to follow us there, it's at Extreme Anime Radio. Lilith, uh, you helped us out with a little bit of Sarah Yoshida cosplay uh, not too long back. And uh, you followed us on Instagram, and we noticed you have a love, not just for the Japanese culture, which we talked about a little while ago, but also a love for dance. Uh, when did that all start for you? It all started when I was four years old and took my first ballet class, and I've just been in love with it ever since. Okay. Have you done anything... as? Uh, professionally as far as dance is concerned any performances any accolades um i've done a lot of performances through local high schools and also 
with the company associated with my ballet school. I know you also cosplay. Have you integrated any uh, dance into any of your cosplays recently, or do you have any plans to? Uh, actually, no more plans to, but a couple years ago, I did do a Miraculous Ladybug cosplay that was ballet. Okay, cool. What would you tell to somebody who's interested in uh, integrating ballet into their cosplays? Well, as long as it's just flat shoe ballet, I think you have nothing to worry about. Um, in terms of wearing point shoes, it's not a good idea, but if you're absolutely determined to wear them, then I do have a few tips on precautions you can take to make sure you don't get injured. I would say at the very least, be sure to cut your toenails because you do not want to get bruised toenails. Also, wearing padding is really important. Anything will work. I mean, actual point shoe padding is the best, but if not, wool, paper toweling, anything will do. Just putting some kind of padding between toes where there's gaps and around your toes and other than that i would also say to be sure to tape your heels because we're very prone to getting blisters in our point shoes band-aids don't work but any kind of medical tape paper foam fabric it doesn't really matter any of it will help there are people out there who like i want to make this so perfect so i want to get the point shoe but they don't necessarily have the correct training for it so when you learned point how long did it take you to uh, uh be comfortable with it um i would say close to a couple years I- i'm sure first um somebody had to tell you that you're ready for it or did you feel like you were confident at that point uh no somebody typically tells you that you're ready to go on point and they help fit you with your first pair of shoes to make sure that it's form-fitted and has a good supportive sole. I would suggest, too, that if you are going to wear point shoes and you're not trained to wear them, um, buy point shoes that are labeled hard shank. It means that the wooden piece in the shoe is going to be less easy to bend with your foot, which makes it a lot more supportive. Okay. Um, I do have some stuff about if you're planning to wear them to a con. Okay, yeah. Um. If you are planning on wearing point shoes to a convention, I would definitely try to pad the heel somehow. The wooden piece in the shoe, that's the sole of the shoe, does not extend all the way to your heel like it would on a normal street shoe. So your heel comes off the end and your heel's basically on the ground with just a layer of satin in between. So some kind of padding can really be a lifesaver. Even when we're in rehearsals, trained ballerinas are in rehearsals, standing is the worst position because your heels are just on the ground. Okay. Um, any other advice uh, in this topic? Um, just if you are going to an actual store to buy point shoes, it can be pretty intimidating. They'll ask questions like, what school do you dance with and stuff like that. You can just be honest, and they'll probably discourage you, but they will sell point shoes to you. And it's good, I think, to have somebody that does have some knowledge of point shoes help you get fitted with them if you have that option, just to make sure that you'll be as safe as possible and as comfortable as possible. So it's not just going out to a a random dance store and pointing at a shoe and said, this is what I want. 
No, you have to have one that's basically sized correctly. Yes, and point shoe sizes are not the same as street shoe sizes. We also have a lot of other size options, not just length and width. Does it depend on the brand? Yes, everything changes on the brand. To give an example, we have something called a box size, and that's how big the overall toe area of the shoe is. And depending on the brand, it could be labeled narrow, medium, wide, or one through four, or a number of X's. So it all depends on the brand. I'm here talking with a Swedish ballerina here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And um, I'm trying to think very carefully. I believe there is a reason why you are Swedish ballerina. Uh, you must have been a dancer at some point uh, in your life, right? Yes, yes, I was. I have been dancing ballet ever since... Again, I was a little squirt, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also danced professionally for a little while. And I had an injury which forced me to change careers abruptly, but I did enjoy dancing um, when I was able to, and that is where my name comes from, Swedish, simply because I have strong Swedish ancestry, uh, tall, blonde, blue-eyed. It's actually a gamer tag. <laughs> that my <laughs> husband gave me at the time we were just dating, but he was like, Oh, you're a Swedish ballerina. Cause I was still dancing at the time too. And it just kind of stuck. That's <laughs> basically what I was about to say. Yeah. So, so it's very, very nice. And, uh, so you've been, uh, you've been, ha- have been dancing for quite a while and, uh, you occasionally, uh, do still integrate uh, some ballet work into some of your cosplays, like the most recent ones I've seen on your Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a unique piece of me that I get to share. Cosplay is just a fun hobby for me. And since I can't dance anymore, it's a way for me to express my performance and creativity. And recently, uh, with Spider-Gwen especially, and Spider-Verse coming out, mm-hmm. and her being a dancer and having point shoes that immediately clicked with me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) Uh, this is perfect for me. So I was actually able to paint a pair of point shoes that I had that lovely teal color and incorporate that into my spider Gwen cosplay, which was really fun for me to do. It's uh, it's kind of uh, sort of evolved from princess Tutu from several years back as the big, ballet cosplay, whether it was uh, Ahiru or Cray, um, now to Spider-Gwen from Into the Spider-Verse is the, is the latest trend. And something we're talking about here on our show is uh, cosplay and ballet safety. And I know you feel very strongly about that. So what would you say to somebody who would be interested in, say, cosplaying Spider-Gwen? So the thing to keep in mind with any type of cosplay that involves ballet shoes, specifically the point shoes, um, I have seen a lot of anime characters and a lot of cosplayers at conventions that have these characters that do have point shoes as part of their ensemble. Um, And safety is 
paramount to this. I think it's important for people to remember that point shoes are not an accessory or an aesthetic item mm. like we would typically think of clothing and shoes to be. Right. They are tools of a trade. It takes training to use them safely and properly. You can seriously damage your ankles and your feet if you try to use these without the proper training. I kind of equate it to as if you're going into a woodworker shop and start using all this haas and equipment in there with no experience or training. Mm. You're going to hurt yourself. That's the same for point shoes. I think a lot of people don't realize that. They just think, oh, they're shoes. Anybody can use them. You really have to think of it more as a, an actual tool of the trade in that respect. I'm actually learning more about it myself with the conversations I'm having with you and some of the other Sarah cosplayers who have dance experience. Um, If I could ask you, how long did it take you to work your way up into where you, you were comfortable doing point work when you were dancing? So point work is highly specialized and does take intensive training to do safely. It took me a full year of training with them every single day for several hours to really be able to do any kind of moves or safely dance with them competently. Uh, It takes about two to three years to do anything that you would see like in a anime or show or that a character would be doing. Just keep in mind that that is not something you can just go do. (laughs) It's not safe. All right. I've also I've also been learning that uh, people have told me every person's foot is different, so it's got to be uh, when you're fitted for these type of shoes, it's got to be done in a certain way. You go to a, a, a location like a dance store, you, you got to try on several different ones until you find one that you're comfortable with, right? Yeah, and there's actually a lot to that because I worked for a dance company and actually assisted in fitting point shoes on brand new dancers when they were in class and learning there. It's not like you can just go on Amazon and order a pair of point shoes. (laughs) They are so incredibly specific to your exact uh, foot shape, how, where you carry yourself, where you place your weight, your toes, like how those are aligned, how high your arch goes up. Um, There's, it's an incredibly exact science. Actually, it would usually take about an hour to two hours just to fit and find the perfect pair of point shoes. And that often changes as well as you advance in your dance experience as your foot and your technique changes. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's very specific. Yeah. I've, I've seen the results of some poorly fitted point shoes and it's not pretty. (laughs) So, so ideally this, this could be like a, like a whole day thing trying to find the perfect shoe, just like Cinderella. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) What other alternatives would you uh, offer uh, to cosplayers who want to integrate ballet sort of into what they want to try to do? Yeah, absolutely. So, and this is something that, you know, I would do myself as well. Even me having the dance experience, point shoes are not comfortable. (laughs) I do not want to walk around Mm. in a convention in those all day. That's terrible. And that's me being a trained dancer. Like that just sounds awful to me. Mm. Um, So what you can look for, there are two types of ballet shoes. There are the point shoes, which you shouldn't wear unless you have been properly trained in. 
Um, and then there are what they call ballet flats. A lot of people probably are familiar with that term as regular shoes. Uh, that's a name that where it came from. But there are flat ballet shoes. They're usually made out of leather or canvas. I would recommend the leather ones if you're going to walk around outside and then the canvas ones would wear out very quickly. And then you can get the satin ribbon and you can tie the ribbon around your ankles and sew it to that ballet flat shoe and get that same aesthetic and that same look that you're going for with the point shoes. It's a lot safer. You get that same look if you're worried about the cosplay accuracy and authenticity. And it's much more comfortable and safer for everybody involved. Right. Some others have told me some people kind of worry about, uh, you know, the accuracy of what they're trying to do without really using a lot of common sense. Yes. Yeah, I have seen some cosplayers that are not trained in the use of point shoes at conventions before. Um, it is worrisome to see. It's not me saying with any sort of elitism or anything like that. That's not the case at all. It, it is. It really is a safety issue. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I've gone up to some cosplayers that I've seen and just been like, hey, <laughs> how do you feel on those? Like, maybe it looks like struggling a little bit and then they would say oh yeah i just got him for the cosplay and i'm like okay and here's some safer options <laughs> you know and behind door um, number two yeah yeah so the the ballet flat is definitely the, the the better choice and it it will satisfy that need for accuracy which i get you know i definitely um have been guilty of that of wanting it to look exactly <laughs> like my character so i think you're definitely in a safe safe realm there using that ballet flat shoe all right um any other thoughts on this uh, subject to uh, tie a ribbon around it as we say in the industry <laughs> um i don't think i have anything else to add just stay safe out there and i'm also happy to that people are interested and involved in the ballet world too. That's it's interesting and it can be a lot of fun. Hey, my name is Kristen. I am a uh, part of the cosplay duo case sisters cosplay. I've been cosplaying for about six or seven years now, um, and I have been dancing, uh, oh gosh, mental math, uh, for over 20 years um, of my life. Um, honestly, probably about closer to 30 years at this point. Um, I started doing ballet at the age of four, and I've been dancing ever since. I'm still dancing now currently a freelance performer based in New York. I have my own dance company here. Um, so dance is definitely a pretty much the focus um, of my life, um, which sounds a little dramatic, but um, it's definitely true. It's what my entire career revolves around, um, and it definitely influences 
um, what I cosplay and the characters I cosplay and how I present myself in a cosplay. So, you know, working off of this topic of um, sort of safety in terms of dance and cosplay, um, there are many, many characters out there um, that have fantastic designs that people love to cosplay, um, but maybe don't have uh, such a strong dance background. And maybe that could be a little intimidating for some people, or maybe um, maybe it's not intimidating at all. And then um, that definitely could raise a question of possibly like a safety concern um, depending on the type of character you're cosplaying um, or what sort of skill set the character has so you know in terms of dance and uh, character design um, and how you cosplay a character it can definitely all influence each other um, and so you know it's maybe best to be mindful of what can be physically um, achieved for a cosplay. Um, so the best example I have um, is this past year I cosplayed a um, wonderful character called Princess Tutu. Um, if you are not familiar with Princess Tutu, she is a magical girl um, who essentially uses uh, ballet to uh, save her friends and save the town that she lives in. It's a wonderful, wonderful anime. It's a little weird, but it is great. So if you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely check it out. But Princess Tutu... Um, as her name implies, she is a magical ballerina, um, and she saves people with her dancing. So for that particular character, um, I feel like if I wasn't a dancer, I maybe wouldn't have attempted cosplaying her. Um, you know, in the in the anime, she is definitely um, on point on her tippy toes all the time. Um, she's doing quite complicated dance moves in the show, which is actually um, really fantastic. The uh, writers and the animators did a wonderful job um, showcasing dance in that anime, which is just fantastic. But definitely in terms of cosplaying, um, again, I would say if I wasn't a dancer, I would maybe be a little intimidated um, to tackle the character. Because I have such an extensive background in dance, um, you know, I... I've worn point shoes for um, since I was 12. Um, I've been dancing on point. And one of my current jobs in the city is that I, I fit point shoes. Um, I fit dance shoes for people. And so I have a very strong background in ballet. I have a very, uh, I'd say, good knowledge um, of how point shoes work and function and how they support the body. Um, so I felt confident when cosplaying Princess Tutu to um, Dawn Point Shoes. Point Shoes, uh, if if you haven't danced on point, um, I would say uh, maybe stay away from that because um, there is definitely some safety concerns. Um, if you don't have dance training, Point Shoes can be dangerous. Um, they have to be fit a specific way on the foot. Um, you have to hold your body a certain way if you're going to go up on point and up on your toes. Um, and for a lot of um, cosplayers, you know, it's maybe not the best idea to just throw on a pair of point shoes um, and try to go up on your toes just because um, you're cosplaying Princess Tutu and that's what she does in the show. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a little concerning and could definitely be a safety hazard for the cosplayer. When I cosplayed Princess Tutu last year, um, one of the, uh, I guess, 
like feedback that I got from people was that they were so happy to see someone um, not only cosplaying the character and, um, you know, showing maybe her dance moves, um, but people were so happy to see someone cosplaying her safely. Um, And that was definitely a big um, piece of commentary that I received for her is people were so happy to see that um, someone with dance training and dance knowledge was able to um, cosplay her in a safe way. So, you know, if you do want to cosplay a specific dance character, there's ways you can do that without um, sacrificing your health, um, especially your physical health. Um, You know, instead of wearing a you know, full point shoes, maybe wear some flat shoes. Um, tons of ballets and ballerinas um, wear basic um, satin, leather, or canvas ballet flats. Um, you know, that would be a perfect alternative to, you know, wearing a really structured point shoe. Um, the other thing you can do, which I also did um, at the convention, is I found a pair of uh, standard. Uh, ballet flats from, uh, I think they were from Payless. Um, I know Payless shoes isn't a thing anymore, but in any case, um, I found a pair of pink um, little flat shoes, solid sole, like could totally wear them out on the street, walk around totally fine. And they worked with the costume. And so then when I wasn't wearing point shoes, but I still wanted to wear um, Princess Tutu as a cosplay, I could wear those and walk around and still look perfectly in character. Um, I could still, you know, do some dance moves, just not up on my tippy toes and my point shoes. Um, but people, you know, still obviously knew what character I was. So in terms of footwear and safety, it's not always about achieving um, the character 100% down to, you know, a T. If you're not comfortable wearing dance shoes, then don't wear dance shoes. If you don't have uh, extensive dance training, then forget the point shoes just wear like you know a nice flexible dance flat um they're also a lot less expensive (laughs) which is another big thing um point shoes are really really expensive so you know save the money and just get a nice little simple ballet flat um you know and just cosplay the character with that you'll probably have a lot more fun um your feet will be much happier then you won't run the risk of you know twisting your ankle or maybe breaking a toe um which is never fun so i would say you know for dance cosplay in particular like know what you think you can physically do um and just know that especially for something like point shoes um dancers spend years and years and years um of their lives getting the strength and the correct alignment um mostly just the strength to even put on point shoes and dance in them um so i would say you know stay away from that um and just go for the flat shoe um you will definitely be a lot happier for it this is the extreme anime radio podcast powered by anchor in the second half of our show we heard from floral ninja chan lilith swedish ballerina cosplay and Kristen from k sisters cosplay my thanks to all of them for helping out we have one final interview with Sarah Yoshida cosplayer, Dearly Cosplay. But first, 
Please follow us on social media for the latest news and updates on the podcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime radio, Instagram at extreme anime radio, and Twitter at anime radio. If you'd like to learn more about the Sarah Yoshida character, follow us on Instagram or visit the Sarah Yoshida page at facebook.com slash anime radio mascot. And now, the talented Dearly Cosplay with our final interview on the Ballet Cosplay Safety Show. We're talking with Dearly Cosplay here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. You've been dancing for quite a while, specifically how yes. long? I've been dancing since I was about five. Oh, wow. So that's yeah, that's a quite a long time, isn't it? Yeah, so basically my entire life. <laughs> and do you enjoy it? I do. I really do. I, um, I actually still take class. Uh, I usually go twice a week after I get out of work. Um, I still go take ballet class. Uh, you know, I'm funny enough, they put me with the little kids now because they don't have a lot of options for adults. So, oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I usually get put with the teenagers, and you know, they run circles around me. But it's still really fun, and I really enjoy going. And it's it's just a nice way to relax and come back to something I love. <laughs> well, you can practice, take lessons, and you can also kind of give back too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, with the younger girls, you know, I I usually try and give advice if they if they ask me for anything, because I mean, you know, you're a teenager, you're going through, you know, what you want to do with your career and your life. And some of these girls do want to go be professionals and, you know, go join a company at some point later on down the line. And so I at one point in my life thought of doing the same thing. And mm -hmm. so I usually try and share my experiences with trying to go down that route and, you know, what I thought of the process and, you know, what ultimately made me decide to, you know, be like, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do with my life and why I thought so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. They also at first always look at me like, Oh my God, what is this lady doing in our class? <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I'm just like, I'm just here to take class, you guys. Like, don't mind me. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's fun. It's it's really fun. Once, you know, their initial shock factor's over, they just kind of ignore me and let me go do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dearly, um, we were talking about this uh, before we came on the air. For a future podcast, we're going to bring up the discussion about... Uh, those who feel like they want to integrate ballet or even point work into their cosplays. People mm -hmm. who are saying, I want to be the next uh, Princess Tutu. I want to be the next mm -hmm. Gwen or that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Or maybe mm -hmm. combine uh, ballet cosplay like you've done several times already. Mm -hmm. What sort of advice would you give to those people? So this is something that I've seen quite a few times on Instagram where it's girls who, you know, want to do point or want to take, want to incorporate ballet into their cosplays, which is great. It's, 
it's fantastic. I love that people, you know, have gotten so creative with this. But you do really need to be careful, especially if you're going to use point shoes in your cosplay and you don't have correct ballet training. Um, one thing I would say, you know, is if you want to incorporate ballet and just get some soft shoes and take a class or two. If you can't take a class, YouTube's a great resource for, you know, beginning ballet positions. And you can use your soft shoes in your cosplays. And that's still phenomenal. Like the fact that, you know, you've put in the time and consideration into um, wanting to incorporate ballet into your cosplay and, you know, doing the research, taking some lessons or practicing at home. It's still, you know, so phenomenal that you've taken those steps to do it correctly. Um, if you really, really, really want to put point in because you feel like that's just part of this cosplay just needs to have a point, have point in it, then I would highly suggest taking classes and working with an instructor who knows what you want to do and, you know, at least taking a year or two of classes before you attempt to get on point because it is so easy to break your ankle and, you know, cause damage to yourself if you don't know what you're doing because you need to have the correct muscle strength in your legs and in your ankles and in your feet in order to get up on your toes and support yourself because that's essentially what you're doing. You're supporting your entire body weight on the tips of your toes. And if you don't have that structure and that support base there, you can cause yourself a whole lot of damage. And it's, I say the same thing to the younger girls when I'm in class and they're first starting out on point, you know, I'm always, I'm always very cautious because I've heard the horror stories. I've seen the horror stories Mm. of girls who have gotten up on point and then, you know, either broken an ankle or ripped their Achilles, something like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's so dangerous to do it without the proper foundation. And so one thing I cannot stress enough is if you want to, if you're thinking about incorporating ballet into your cosplays and you want to get on point, please go take class. Please go take class. Please go be safe. Please work with somebody who knows that this is your goals and that this is what you want to do and why. And, you know, make sure you're going to class, you're practicing, you're practicing at class, you're practicing at home, you're doing stretches, you're doing strengthening exercises. You know, it might take you longer, but in the end result, it's going to look, it's going to look beautiful and you're also going to be safe about it. That's the main goal is safety with point. Expanding on that a little bit, in your experience, how long did it take you in regular ballet classes for you and for your teachers to decide you're ready for point work? And then from that point, how long did it take until you felt you were proficient? So usually girls start um, being selected for point around 13 um, because from the health aspect of it, your growth plates and your feet stop growing about that point. So girls who, you know, are about 13, are solid in their technique, solid in their, in class, and, you know, can do most of the basic steps, 
um, have good balance, have correct posture, every like got the full package is when you start learning points. So I got my first set of point shoes at 13 and a half years old, and I still remember <laughs> going and getting fitted. <laughs> and it's so exciting, and you just, you just want to be on them all the time, but you really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so I started at about 13, and I didn't think I was proficient until I was about 16 years old. Wow. And yeah. So it, because once you get them, it's like, because, you know, once you've been taking ballet class for a while, it's muscle memory. You know how steps work. But the moment you add point shoes in, it's like you're going from walking barefoot to walking in high heels for, you know, three hours wow. and trying to navigate yourself around in these big stilettos pretty much. <laughs> Um, so yeah, at about 16 was probably when I finally felt like, okay, I'm really comfortable being on point. Um, because the first year after you get your point shoes, you don't come off the bar. You stay glued to that bar mm -hmm. and you only work in point for usually about half an hour per class. And my classes usually lasted about two hours or so. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's very, very gradual buildup of the strength and of the muscles and, you know, making sure that every step along the way you're being, you're taking care of your body, you're making sure that everything feels good. If something doesn't feel good, you say something immediately and then, you know, either you correct it yourself or your teacher comes over and helps if it's something you can't figure out. Um but it, I, it's a long and hard process to get there because, you know, every girl wants to get up on point. And then once you get up there, you're like, oh, my God, this actually really hurts. <laughs> You've got to retrain all these muscles to withstand holding your body weight up on top of your feet while still, you know, looking pretty and being in correct posture, being in correct technique and everything so it's just one more thing to add um but you know once you get to that point where you're like okay I feel really solid in what I'm doing and how I'm how I'm moving and everything it's just such a wonderful feeling because it gives you this whole new sense of just it's just it's like the most magical thing like once you feel so comfortable on and off point like you can you know get up on point do three or four pirouettes land it it's like the greatest accomplishment in the world being able to turn uh -huh. that many times i can't turn that many times anymore i usually get around twice and then i'm done <laughs> <laughs> but you know the first time you land that triple or quad pirouette on point and you're like yes it's just the most incredible feeling. <laughs> this is all sound advice, and it's uh, a lot of advice that a, a lot of our listeners uh, should heed, I think. Um, is there anything else that, that uh, you want to speak about with regards to this? Um, I mean, just again, like just stressing the point of, you know, it's okay if you're not on point for your cosplay. Like, I think a lot of a lot of cosplayers feel that in order to be, you know, true to the cosplay, they have to be on point. 
Um, but you know, it's totally okay to not be on point. You can attach, you can attach ribbons to your soft shoes to make it look like a point shoe and nobody's going to know the difference. Like, honestly, nobody's going to, nobody's going to call you out to be like, oh my God, she's not on point. This cosplay needs to be on point. Like, what is she doing? Start on flat, start on soft shoes, just, you know, attach some ribbons to them and then, you know. Build your way up. Again, the most important thing is being safe. Being safe about doing this. So that way, you know, cosplay is supposed to be something fun. It's not supposed to be something dangerous. <laughs> that is, uh, again, a lot of our listeners should heed that. Cosplay is not supposed to be dangerous. We, everybody, I think, needs to write that down. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Dearly Cosplay. As you've heard on this program, ballet cosplay safety is a very serious topic. We hope you'll use the advice from this program to make an informed decision about your future projects in cosplay. Just don't buy and wear point shoes for the heck of it. Be sure that you know what you're getting into first before spending the money and taking the risk. Thank you again for listening to the Ballet Cosplay Safety Show on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I'm J.R. Horse. We'll see you next time.